and welcome to the last episode before pitchers and catchers report. So, you know, I'm kind of excited. And I remember after the World Series, you said it was like 100 and some odd days until spring training. And it's almost here. It's all Time right has here. flown by, oh. which it usually doesn't in the winter. So very excited. And I want to uh, remind you all to like us on Facebook. Have you liked us on Facebook? Well, if you haven't, we're going to break into your house and we're going to steal your Q-tips. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. It's okay to stalk us as long as you do it on Twitter. You can contact us through email. Email sounds so old-fashioned now, but, you know, I remember what time email. What the heck's that, you know? But our oh, email yeah. is one card, one cup, one beer at gmail.com. Please subscribe to our page on YouTube. If you're one of the people who watches our YouTube channel, go to the bottom right-hand corner and click on the icon to subscribe. Leave your comments. We love your comments. Uh, communicate with us. Let us know some things that we could do that would be better. Let us know some things that we need to improve on. We would certainly appreciate any feedback. And always, please support us on Patreon. Uh, go to patreon.com and in the search put one cardinal, one cup, and one beer to support our efforts. You can support us for only $3 a month. $3 a month, okay? The way that works, if we have enough people support us at $3 a month, we can do some remotes. We do have kind of one remote that we're putting together now uh, that should be something that maybe we can do uh, in a few months. But uh, please support us through Patreon. We really would appreciate your uh, support efforts. And... Uh, JJ, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Vince, I want to show everybody I got my last ride cup from Vince. It was a birthday gift. I'm very, very proud of that. Very cool. It's got the Wayno and the Pujols and the Yachty walking off the field for the final time. Thank you so much, Vince. That's very nice of you. Um, Thank you for having a birthday. Yes. Hey, no you problem. should have one next year, too. I'm, that would be I'm a lot gonna of fun. Try. I'm going to try. Well, I was going to do a little thing where I'm going to feature a card in, in this little segment. And since it's Black History Month and since it's the Super Bowl coming, I thought the best card to show would be the Pat Mahomes card. Yeah. As living here in Missouri, uh, most of the people around here have become chief fans since the Rams have left. So uh, anyway, I'll show that up close one more time. Uh, that's Patrick, of course, Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback of the Chiefs' his father. And he had an 11-year career, and he played for the Twins, the Mets, the Red Sox, the Pirates, the Rangers, and the Cubs. Finished his career with the Cubs. So anyway, I thought I'd show that card off. That's just, I found it, and I thought, oh, what a perfect card to show. The Cardinals today did make a move. They got a reliever named Anthony, oh my gosh, the last name might be tough for me, uh, Mizowicz. He's a reliever. And he is now on the roster. Um, we got him from the Royals. And he pitched a little bit for Seattle last year, too. Uh, so he's on the roster. And that meant somebody had to, they went ahead and released uh, James Nails, who pitched for us last year off and on. So they went ahead and just gave him his release. So we'll see what this guy can do with spring training coming up. And the World Baseball Classic coming up. We're going to be looking at a lot of other players because uh, we have a lot of players that's going to be playing in that World Baseball Classic. Also, uh, I watched a documentary. The Cardinals put it out. It's about 40 minutes long. You can watch it on YouTube. And it's called, um, 
uh, chasing 325, and it's the whole Yachty, uh, young video of Yachty on the Cardinals and Ueno on the Cardinals and how they've stayed here for so long. And they're talking to different players about uh, how special that is, that two players uh, can have such long careers, stay in the same place, and uh, stay healthy enough to break that record. And they say, you know, every record's made to be broken, but that's going to be a hard one. You're going to have to play a lot of years, a lot of health, and be good for a lot of years to break that 325. I think they finally now, ended up. Whose who's record did they break? They broke uh, Warren Spahn and Dale Crannon. Uh, the, they were uh, Milwaukee Braves. Uh, when you think of stuff like, I, I, I'm thinking of, um, McCarver and Carlton. I'm thinking of uh, like, um, oh shoot, um, Yogi Berra, Whitey Ford. Um, there are some. It is somehow, I guess, because we're so close to it. It doesn't seem like it was that long they were together. But when I think about other combinations, I think, man, they were together forever. You know, Warren yeah. Spahn, and you know, he he, he pitched for like 25 years. I think the other, the third place one that's not too far back is uh, Mickey Lolich and Bill Freehand. Uh, yeah. They're they're like three eighteen, I believe. So, uh, but that's a while back. Some players, I mean, it's major league career. I think is average about five years. You know, they don't uh, with all the guys that only play one or two years. Then of course you have some guys that play a long, long time. But to have two guys, a pitcher and a catcher, and Yachty came up and. Uh, I believe it was uh was it 04 and and Wayno came up in 06 I believe it was. Yeah. I believe that was the two years they came up and it was Pujols in 01. So that's amazing and and for a catcher to stick around that long. That's that's something yeah. else. So uh anyway, it's a nice documentary. It's not as good as the ESPN 30 for 30s. Those are very well done. This is nice. A lot of money not, go into those. Well, yeah. yes, that's true. That is true. They got some top-notch directors working on that. That's just the Cardinal organization made this little video. You get to hear them talk about it. and Basically, in 40 minutes, you just hear how much they care for each other, and they become brothers, and all the players they played with, a lot of them come back and say some things. So, anyway. And Wayno said when he's pitching for the USA, if Yachty's the coach of the Puerto Ricans, he says, Yachty, just let me pitch. Don't be tipping my pitches because he says he knows everything about me. He knows my facial <laughs> expressions. He knows how I turn my body, what I'm going to throw. He said, just sit back and relax. Let me pitch. So I think he's thinking Yachty's going to be tipping off his pitches to the batters. We'll see if they get to play each other. This week, it's got, I know spring's coming up, but single game tickets went on sale all across the league for the regular season. So you can start looking at the schedule and see who you want to play, uh, what games you want to go to. Uh, so that's going to be kind of cool. It's just another sign that the regular season's not that far away. And uh, also, I this has been going on for a couple of years now, but uh, Nike now makes the jerseys. And uh, Majestic used to make the jerseys for all the teams. Now you see the little swish on the uniforms. And this year, they're only letting teams have four uniforms, two home and two away before I think you could have as many combinations of uniforms as you want. Uh, I love the, the blue classic uh, cub uniform. That's my favorite, the blue Jersey. I absolutely love yeah. that one for the Cubs, but they also can have one called a city connect Jersey 
that they created. And I know we don't have one yet, but you guys have one that says Wrigleyville on it. Yeah, we've been doing that for a few years now. Do you like Friday that? Days. Do you like that Wrigleyville one? I do. Um, in fact, uh, I, for Christmas, um, Max got a hoodie with the Wrigleyville. Um, the people in Chicago don't seem to like it, but I, I think it's catching on, you know, because Wrigleyville really isn't a place. I don't know. They, there's like uh, nobody calls it Wrigleyville, but. You know, I I think it's kind of cool. I, I like to watch them pitch on Fridays, you know, and play on Fridays with those on. I know they got a few hat, different hats, too. I kind of like the traditional, either uh, dark blue or the red for the Cardinals. And I love, like I said, that blue Cub jersey with the Cub on the sleeve. That's a that's pretty top-notch uniform right there. Yeah, I remember growing up, there, there weren't combinations. You had a, a road uniform and a home uniform and then the Pittsburgh Pirates in the late 70s started really mixing and matching their uniforms and they had about six different combinations they would use and then it didn't really catch on for a few more years and then finally other teams started doing that and now you know sometimes I'll watch a game and I, I don't even recognize the uniform anymore you know Hold that one out. Where'd they come from? You know? Yeah, but so. the, the, the Yankees, the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Cardinals, those Belly. are tradition. Yeah, yeah, very traditional. But you got sometimes the Padres, I don't know what, they got camouflage. Yeah. <laughs> the new twins, they got a new emblem, and I'm not big. It's an M with a North Star above it. And I like the TC, the Twin City thing they had going on before. I like that a lot better. So anyway, that's what's going on with the uniforms. So Vince, that's me for the Cardinal uh, news right there. Well, there's not a whole lot uh, to report on the Cub news. Um, they do have some interesting non-roster invitees. These are people who are not on the 40-man roster. And as far as the pitchers go, they have Jordan Holloway, who was a right-handed pitcher for the Marlins last year. He uh, was on our 40-man roster, and then we bumped him. But he is getting an invite as a non-roster player. Mark Leiter Jr. Uh, pitched for us last year right-handed. He had a really good year out of the bullpen. And as I said on a broadcast earlier, you know, he's kind of my dark horse to be one of the late innings guys. Um, but when they knocked him off the 40-man roster, I thought someone would pick him up, but they didn't. So he's coming back as a non-roster. Manny Rodriguez, non-roster of ID. He pitched for us last year. He had four saves in 14 games, and he pitched pretty good. Um, Anthony Kay, we got him from Toronto, put him on the 40-man, kicked him off the 40-man. He's a left-hander, hard thrower, um, but he averages five walks per nine innings. Uh, no one picked him up, so he's coming back uh, as a non-roster invitee. And Braylon Marquise, who is a left-handed pitcher who has been uh, with the Cubs since 2015 as an international free agent. Um, he's dealt with a lot of injuries. He's 24 years old. Uh, we knocked him off the 40-man roster this year, and I guess because of his health issues, nobody was interested. So we're uh, having him back as a non-roster invitee. So those names are kind of interesting. Uh, but the really interesting ones um, are the position players. Um, coming to spring training will be Sergio Alcantara. He's a uh, third base shortstop, second base. Um he uh, played for the Cubs in 2021. Last year, he played in Toronto, hit 209. Um, so we are familiar with him. So he's he's an option and you know long shot to make the team, but we are a little familiar with him. 
David Bodie, who's been with the big league team since 2018, is in the last year of a $15 million contract. He has to have the best agent in the world because he had a decent rookie year as a utility infielder, and his uh, agent approached the, approached the Cubs and say, hey, why don't you give us $15 million for five years, and that way you'll have your utility player for, locked in for five years. So he got his money and hasn't done much since. So um, he uh, was DFA'd or kicked off the uh, 40-man roster, and he's coming back as a uh, non-roster invitee. Matt Mervis is coming back as a non-roster invitee. He's not on the 40-man, and I've talked ad nauseum about him. Pete Crow Armstrong's coming into the big league camp, uh, non-roster invitee. Ben Deluzio, the outfielder who played a little bit for the Cardinals last year, had three hits and 20 at-bats. Uh, he's a non-roster invitee for us. And Mike Talkman, uh, outfielder for five years. He has a career 231 batting average. Um, in 2019, he had a really good year for the Yankees. He had it right under 300 um, at-bats, and he had 13 home runs, drove in 47 runs at 277. 361 uh, on base percentage and an 865 OPS. But other than that year, he really hasn't done much, but we have him coming into the uh, fold. So we're going to have a very interesting mix um, coming into spring training. And there are still a few free agents out there. Mike Walk is still out there. There's still a few out there that um, are a little interesting. Um, and I, I just want to bring this up. Uh, uh, because it deals with both teams. Um, the uh, um, the Athletic, um, Jim Bowden, put an article in there. It, it's no secret that Major League Baseball wants to expand to 32 teams. They have 30 now. They have 32 teams. They would have four divisions of four teams in each league. Okay? So... Where are these franchises going to be? The best bets are Nashville and Portland. Um, Charlotte's also in the mix. And uh, Montreal is also in the mix. And I think Montreal, with, with good ownership and a good stadium, baseball would work there. When they had terrible ownership and a terrible stadium, the fans were so rabid there. Uh, they they kind of got hosed in Montreal. So I, I think they deserve a team. But... They're kind of like the fourth in there. So we know within the next few years, they're going to expand to 32 teams. And uh, Bowden's article said that's going to create, basically, you can eradicate the American League and the National League. You're going to have an Eastern League and a Western League, kind of like NBA basketball and NFL football. Four divisions in each league, four teams in each division. And <clears throat> when Jim Bowden put together his divisions, I'm um, not going to go through all of them, but he put together a Midwest division. And that division would have the Cubs, the White Sox, the Twins, and the Brewers. And then he put a Southwest division together, which would be the Cardinals, the Astros, the Royals, and the Rangers. I know geographically these make sense. I mean, they're clumped right there together. I mean, the Cardinals and Astros and Rangers are, you know, there's some distance here, but as far as you know, the Cubs, the Twins, the Brewers, the White Sox. That makes a lot of sense. You cannot separate the Cardinals and the Cubs. No. You do it. And why he didn't think like this is beyond me. And then I thought, well, has Major League Baseball, does he have, I mean, he's got more insight than I do. Is Major League Baseball to a point where they're saying uh, 
you know, damned with the Midwestern uh, rivalry. Yeah, they've never split up the Yankees and the Red Sox because that's an East Coast thing. But, you know, this Midwest thing, yeah, we could split them up. You know, people grumble a little bit, but, you know, that'll be okay. Are they at that point? I hope not. I hope not, too. Because I don't see a scenario where you separate the Cardinals and the Cubs and you have any kind of a win. He also split up the Dodgers and the Giants. And I know geographically that makes sense. You have the Dodgers, you have the Angels, you have the uh, Diamondbacks. and Padres, maybe the Padres. Padres. Yeah, the Padres. And then you have the Giants, the Athletics, the Mariners, and that Portland team. I, I know geographically it makes sense, but there are three rivalries in baseball you cannot split up. Cardinals and the Cubs, you can't do it. The Yankees and the Red Sox, you can't do it. And you can't do it with the Giants and the Dodgers. And, you know, God help us if this comes to fruition. Because it would tick me off to the point I may not watch a few games. I may not spend as much money on stuff. By the way, you like my drinking bottle? Baseball fever, catch it. Remember I that? love it. Yes, I remember that slogan. 70s, yeah, baseball fever, catch it. So, um, but I I looked at that and I thought, wow, you and I mean he's being trashed. I mean fans from you know the Giants, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, and the Cubs are just flooding with comments. You can't do this. What's wrong with you? You're an idiot. So on and so. So well, anyway, I, I, I'm, a, I just, I'm a I'm a traditionist. I, I'm 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 a I'm a conservative guy. I'm a traditionist. I think baseball sells the history of the game and all the tradition. And I don't like change. I, I I'm very slow to change in everything. And once they even had the replay, I I didn't know. I'm okay with the replay now. They've got it where they've kind of worked it out. I do want them to get it right. We've got a lot of changes coming this year. But part of the great thing, I mean, since the beginning of time, since right after the Civil War, it's the Cubs and the Cardinals. And I just absolutely love it. I mean, uh, it seems like we we take our game up a notch when we play the Cubs. I mean, we want to win every game, of course. But something about that Cub-Cardinal rivalry and, and the trades and the players that have played for both teams. And, um, you know, I just have so many great memories on both sides. On both sides, it's always, I mean, there's been some uh, dust-ups over the years. Ted Simmons and Jose Cardinal, I remember that one. But, uh, man, I, yeah, you can't mess with that. And I think Oakland will probably end up in Las Vegas because I thought Las Vegas would be a team, you know. And uh, Oakland, it doesn't look like they're going to get a new stadium. They've been trying for 20 years. I don't want to see a move, but if they ha if if it's one of those things, they just can't financially make it. Las, Las Vegas might be a good spot for them, you know. Ever since I was in middle school, because I remember my friend Doug and I sitting there at middle school putting together what we thought was going to be, you know, this during the winter, this is what we think the baseball season is going to look like. And we had Oakland slash Denver because there was talk that they were going to move to Denver. And I mean, it was going to be a quick move. There's been talk that they moved to San Jose. Now there's talk that they're going to move to Vegas. There's always talk that they're going to move, but they never seem to move. They've been there a long um, time. Yeah, so they so I'm I'm kind of curious what what they're going to do. 
And I don't know. I why not move that stupid team out of Colorado? They don't know what they're doing with baseball. They they even when they have players, they find a way to screw things up. Um the fan base is so fickle. Um it's like my my uh my cousin-in-law, he lives out in Colorado and he only goes to the games when the Cardinals are in town and that's what it is with a lot of people there and of course you know the people are too stoned to really care about baseball so you know I, I you know sometimes I think you know move the team to where the atmosphere is normal you know and and uh you know you don't have to put balls in humidors and you don't have a power alley that's 800 feet long you know and don't have to have these discussions since Todd held belong in the Hall of Fame because he played in Colorado, you know, like it was his fault. So, right. Yeah. I mean, I am a traditionalist. I do, I don't mind four 14 divisions. I don't. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense, and the other two leagues do it. And I don't mind a few teams crossing, you know, the, the, the leagues, right. but you still need to call one the American League, one the National League, and keep some sense of tradition traditionality traditional sense some sense of the tradition in there because we really are the only sport that relies so heavily on our tradition it's ingrained in the sport you football's constantly changing the rules i remember you know one time you know you could basically take a club and beat the heck out of the quarterback and nobody cared and now you can't sneeze on him, you know, oh, oh, flag, you know, you may have given him COVID, you know, that's a $55 million guy there. You can't do that. Um, nobody cares a whole lot about the records in football because the rules constantly change and it's always moving towards the offense. So things are always going to get. The thing about baseball has been the consistency and, you know, there are different errors and it's very difficult to compare different errors, but for the most part, the basics have been the same, and I would like to see them retain. This is the National League. This is the American League. Swap a few teams if you need to. We've done that before with the Astros. We've done it with the Brewers. It's not unprecedented. But don't, don't just blow it up and put it back together with some goofy things like the Cubs and the Cardinals in different divisions. Yes. Uh, uh, I, never, I think the Midwest, this is going to sound – silly to some people but i do think there's a bias all the media is on the east and the west coast and they kind of just overlook us we really have to have something stand out for them to pay close attention now they do respect the two organizations but um you know this if there's a chance to get a game of the week on espn sunday night baseball it's usually going to be the yankees or the red Sox or the dodgers or the now the padres teams like that uh, I, what would you think of uh, White Sox, Cubs, Cardinals, Royals? That might be a pretty good uh, with a little area there. That'd be fun. I, I'd like that. I'm saying um, that those White Sox Cub games would be wild. Oh yeah, yeah, yes they would. I I went to a conference when I was in my 20s. It was a national conference, and uh, they divided us by region, and I was in the Great Lakes region. Uh, <laughs> I, I told one guy, I said, I've never seen the Great Lakes. I've seen them since. But at that time, I've never seen the Great Lakes. Why am I in the Great Lakes region? You know, I live in St. Louis. I'm where I identify with more yeah. Southern. 
So that's right. Joining us in the studio, like we have a studio. Joining us from his looks like looks like your nerd cave. Is that is that like your your man cave? No, this is my work office actually. Oh, really? So I didn't know you're a professional nerd. That's great. Uh, joining <laughs> us is uh, Jeffrey Phipps, and uh, we're gonna sit down and talk with Jeffrey for a little bit. Um, JJ and I know Jeffrey through comedy. He's a very uh, very good St. Louis comedian. Um, but we're not here to talk about comedy. We're here to talk about baseball. So we're going to ask you, Jeffrey, before we really jump into the meat, tell us, how did you become a baseball fan, specifically a Cardinal fan? Uh, well, baseball fandom just started uh, when I was a kid. My dad played uh, high school ball. One of the guys that he played ball with ended up playing for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, my dad was a big, uh, from Michigan, big Detroit Tiger fan. Saw Nolan Ryan throw a no-hitter there. So uh, pretty impressive feat to see in person. And they started taking me to games ever since I was a little kid. Uh, I loved cheering in the crowd. I loved uh, being loud. Uh, people would move away from me. I was screaming so loud, uh, which was always <laughs> fun at the old Bush Stadium, you know, uh, on like a Tuesday game when, uh, you know, there was nobody in the upper, upper bowl. And uh, this guy would just get up and walk away um, from there. Uh you know, went to the military, came back, went to school. I had planned on studying uh, computer science and mass communications, which is a twofer. I uh, graduated with a degree in math. So I had to give you, uh, you know, uh, where I, I ended up. But uh, they have a local station. And I went to Southern Illinois University of Edwardsville, SIUE. Uh, um, and they had a local station, 88.7 WSIE. And... One of the guys I worked with at Toys R Us said, oh, that's where I work. You know, they, they'll hire anybody. And so <laughs> I walked in, uh, got interviewed uh, in the news department and uh, got the job. Um, I did afternoon drive on the radio. So I come on and give afternoon news updates and stuff like that. Learned how to pronounce all the city streets in St. Louis. After the first time I pronounced it Gravois, and uh, somebody called me and yelled at uh, yelled at my boss, and then he yelled at me. And so when the season rolled around, uh, you know, he asked two or three of us if we wanted press credentials. I got press credentials. So I attended out of the 82 games. I want to say I attended about 50 of them or so. Oh man, that's great. Okay, and tell everybody which magical season you did this in. Uh, I uh, covered the 1998 Mark McGuire home run season. Wow. Now, I, I imagine you started at the uh, in the spring going to the uh, early games. Yeah. And you covered throughout the season. Mm -hmm. About when did you realize that you may be covering something special? Uh, about when everybody else did, right around June, July. Uh, when he was, I think, what did he hit 30 by? Uh, I was looking at this before I jumped on with you guys. He had 30 home runs, uh, like right after flag, flag day or something like that. Something insane, like 20, 25 home runs. He had hit 50 the two previous years. So he was on, people figured, you know, if you hit a third year of 50 home runs, that's historic in itself. But then he just kept hitting them, you know. And um, if you look up the uh, home runs by at bat, you know, Barry Bonds on his season was hitting him, you know, in his 73 season, hit him about every 
10 at bats. Mark McGuire was hitting at a, an 11 bat at pace. So you're talking like every every third game, which, you know, he's hitting a home run. So people really started to pay attention to that. He just, you know, you just never knew when he was going to do it. So, uh, yeah, right around. So June, July is when it got serious. And um, in September, you couldn't interview the Cardinal players individually. You couldn't go to the dugout. Uh, there was a, uh, they set up a backdrop. They put out a bench. If a player did well that night, they would bring him out. So it was Larusa, Mark, every game. And whoever did well that game, would be it the pitcher, the hitter, or whatever. And you plugged in, you plugged in your tape recorder into that box and you just got the feed from there. You could, you know, like you were part of the press. It, it literally became like the White House press pool. And so then he's not answering questions from Jeff from WSIE 88.7. <laughs> You know, he's answering questions from, you know, uh, Trey Wingo, who was in, uh, you know, from ESPN, who'd come down when he he lived in St. Louis for a while. And then he was, you know, like they brought back people. It was just, it's great. It became a circus is the easiest way to describe it. Man. I, uh, by the way, Jeff, love the hoodie. Great oh, hoodie right you. there. A 10 yeah, out I got, of a I got this on for, that one. I got this for Christmas for my girlfriend. Uh, and I Very, love the, You must keep it in. I want a victory blue one uh, really bad. I can't see but well, before that date, was you watching the games up? In, were you able to go up in the press box with all well, the me, press? So I'll tell you how a typical day is because I think uh, you know I don't know how many reporters you've actually spoke to either one of you before, but I'll tell you like what it used to be like in the in the late nineties. Okay, so I got press credentials. I had like a I had a badge had my name on it, and you would go into the um, and uh, this is the old Bush Stadium, right? And um, the thing was still on Clark Street. You'd go in and there'd be a separate entrance. They're still there. It's uh, over on um, third base side, right next to the entrance there. You can see that separate entrance right off to the side. Okay. So you have first plate, first, uh, you know, uh, home plate, third base. Um, and it's right off to the side there. And you can just walk right in. You show your credentials. You take an elevator up and you go to the press room. Press room uh, was older than <laughs> it had metal uh, metal bars. And they would hand you these notes that the team constructed and the visiting team gave you. I wish I would have saved one. I would have shown you. I probably have some somewhere. But it was just like, here's the hot streaks. Here's the cold streaks. Here's our pattern. Here's our lineup for the night. Here's a scorecard to keep the score. And then you would get one from, let's say, the Expos or, you know, whatever team was in town that night for that weekend. Like, you know, and you, uh, you know, have the lineup. It'd be good to go. So you could keep score right then and there. Because uh, I learned to keep score as a kid. Uh, my dad knew how to do it, and then I learned. He taught me, and then I, I used to. Whenever I used to go to a game, up until after this season, I don't keep score anymore. <laughs> it, it wasn't fun. It was a job. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I used to keep score, and then uh, you, you, they have a, a amazing food spread, and it was five dollars, and it was all you could eat, uh, and and drinks were included. So that's why you'd see Mike Shannon get loaded. You know, he'd come out of the thing, he'd walk right over pour himself a beer, walk right back in, you know, and, and then there'd be like, you know, your, um, your different reporters from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch would be there. You'd see like a local uh, channel five, channel four guy there. And then sometimes you'd see somebody and then uh, major league baseball also had somebody covering the games as well. And then you would hear the official score would be right down in front. So like you could uh, poke his brain or, you know, pick his brain or, you know, they'd make adjustments, you know, like, uh, if something became a sacrifice fly or 
you know, infield ground or whatever, whatever change they would make, they'd announce it over the intercom. So it'd be like, that's a hit. And then it'd show up on the scoreboard for the fans to see it. But, you know, that's when you'd see it. So just kind of, uh, and then after the game, you would uh, take the elevator down that same elevator, but then it would take you into the dugout and they would fork and you'd go to the visitor dugout or you'd go to the Cardinal dugout. You go to the Cardinal dugout, the guys, uh, you'd be waiting for them to come out of the showers, just like you see in the movies. And so then you'd hit him up. And at first you could talk to Mark. And then uh, I remember a few times he'd get grumpy. Uh, there was one night where he um, he hit a home run, but Ray Langford like, had an amazing catch and hit like uh, had like three RBIs. I don't remember what game that was. But he's like, why are you talking to me? He's like, go talk to Ray Langford. Leave me alone. You know, he was already getting grouchy. And then um, after you talked to that, Larusa would signal. And you'd go into LaRusse's office and there'd be, you know, 10, 15 people there all with their mics in their face. Just like, again, so much like the movies, it's not even funny. And they, you would just get sound. And he would, you know, usually like Bernie Nicholas would ask him a question, you know, like, uh, hey, tough game last night. You know, just some, like a prompt. And then he'd just go on a spiel. And I don't know, uh, you know, Vincent and uh, JJ, I know you've probably seen a lot of LaRusse press conferences. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Vincent, if you've never seen a LaRusse press conference. Well, I've seen plenty. <laughs> yeah there's something else um and he would just sit there and you know not give you an answer but give you an answer you know he, he's a master of diplomacy but at the same time you could tell when he was like upset or mad or something you know and so then you would uh i'd catch the metrolink back because i used to take the metrolink over uh, i don't know if i would have done that anymore but um i'd take the metrolink back and i would go to the studio and i would cut cut the tape and I would put, uh, so basically you cut the tape up, like little tape, not like cutting it, cutting it, but like you'd use a soundboard and you would edit the sounds onto a different tape. And then you put a leader, record a leader, like Cardinals lost last night, four to two. Here's Mark McGuire talking about his solo home run. And it would just sound like that, you know, or, uh, you know, here's, uh, you know, Matt Morris talking about, you know, striking out 10, Cardinals winning three to one, you know, that kind of thing. And so you just get those sound bites, you'd cut them up and then, you know, we would make three or four tapes that they would play the next day. So like in the morning drive, it'd be like, here's Jeff with sports, boom. And, you know, and it would be played and then they'd erase the tapes the next day. And that was, that was it. That was, that was the summer. And like I said, uh, towards the end of the year, it was, it wasn't as much, it was nowhere near as much fun. It was at the beginning of the year because you were just, uh, you couldn't, you couldn't access the players you know, really, no one want you didn't want to do sound of the visiting players because there'd be no point. Everything was laser focused on this home run chase. Mark McGuire is grouchy. Tony Lewis is grouchy. The Cardinals were in third place. You know, they, they had a, a, a dismal year. So uh, a dismal year. Uh, they just did terrible and um, finished third mediocre season. But man, those home runs are just. I remember I cheered for one of them and the whole press group just turned and looked at me. I think it was like a grand slam or something. I was just like, yeah. And they were yeah. like, like oh. you're, <laughs> this isn't the place for fans. You go somewhere else. If you want to, you want to cheer this, you know? And I was like, let me, we were talking the other day about Larusa's press conferences and how salty he could be. And yeah. uh, there's a, there's a few good videos on YouTube uh, with uh, him and Mick was getting into it. Uh, they're just a lot of fun. So when you had access to them before the, the home run chase really, you know, started heating up, when you had access to all the players, who were some of the players that you found very accommodating, even in, even if they had a tough day, they were just classy people? 
Uh, Ray Langford was a good one. Uh, the pitchers were usually pretty good. Uh, you know, the pitchers knew the game. And they only pitched, you know, once every five games. And as long as they did okay, they were approachable. Um, you know, Mark just wasn't. Um, was that the, it was uh, Brian Jordan on the team then? So I remember him being, I, uh, I thought he was pretty, pretty, the outfielders were really good. Um, I remember one time I went over and spoke to Andres Galarraga and um, I got a really good interview with him uh, when he was playing for the Rockies after, you know, he'd done his time and went back to the Rockies that season. So I talked to him, I um, had a really good chat with him. I think cause he thought I was Mexican. He was like, he's like, we're, you know, we're, we're a team, you know, and I, I you know, as a comic, I joke about that a lot, but I get that a lot from Hispanic uh, people. You know, it's just like, oh, you're one of us. And it's like, <laughs> so they were, he was much more accommodating. Um, I really didn't, like, usually I would just kind of follow the pool because I was still new and I didn't know if I really wanted to do it. And I guess at the end of the day, I guess I didn't because I didn't, uh, I did have press credentials for the 99 season and I went to like 10 games and I was just like, you know, I, I don't care if I ever do this again. You know, it was just kind of one of those things like I can say I did it now and uh, I liked doing it at the time, uh, you know, cutting tape. Like if, if I get if you could see the process, you'd understand it because you just literally had like these, you'd have a tape, you know, you plug it in and then you'd have like these eight tracks basically. And you were like queuing up sound to like the exact second, you know, where now it's like a digital file. You just cut it, move it over. You know, editing is so much different than it was in like you were physically cutting with you know pasting and you know playing and recording at the same time and that got frustrated and then if you messed it up i uh i did an interview with um uh somebody famous like really famous um who was part of the civil rights music and uh for some reason the tape didn't record and uh i was my boss was just devastated because he's like go get this interview and i did and then i like had an interview at a personal interview with this guy him questions, asking him about the civil rights movement, all this stuff. Went back, no tape, no sound. I was just like, I, I can't do this. <laughs> like, I can't, uh, I, I can't do this at all. This is driving me nuts. Now you said as a kid you loved the game and followed it and loved the Cardinals yeah. and and uh, who was your favorite player as a kid? I was going to follow it up with another question. So now you're doing it as a job, and it just, yeah, it just isn't quite the same. Have you come back to falling back in love with the game and enjoy oh, it? Yeah, it took, uh, you know, uh, the playoff runs really helped. The 06 season, man, that was such a such a great season. And um, I, I had the same, same. Uh, I don't know if you guys are ever going to do a hockey podcast, but um, if you do, uh, you know, I'll be there for that one. Uh, you you fall out of love when you, you you continue to see him lose in the playoffs like the Blues did for all those years. And it was the same thing with the Cardinals. Like, you know, you're, you're just like, you're just one piece short or something, you know, it's like, God, why, why is your middle relief so bad? You know, that kind of thing. Why are you blowing games? And um, the 06 season, man, it just really, I just really bought back in and I've just been, you know, we go to about two or three games a year. We like to go to champions club, really, really. We just like to drink at the ball. So that's, <laughs> let's just be honest. Uh, I enjoy, uh, you know, a, a buffet and an open bar at the ball game. Uh, but I do. I did watch. Um, I did watch uh, uh, probably about twenty twenty five games, and I went to about four or five. So I was well aware of the season. Watched the playoff games, and that was a tough one this year. But you know, they yeah. you know, the Phillies went to the. But you want you want the team that beats you to go uh, as far as they can. So at least you say you didn't lose to the you know 
Yeah, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt as bad when right. they when they go all when they go all the way. You're going okay. They were just on a roll. Right now, wait a minute. Are you two going to tell me and Max that in 2015 you wanted the Cubs to win the World Series after we beat you in the playoffs? <laughs> no, nobody. No. I can't okay. say that. <laughs> that doesn't apply to the Cubs or the Mets. Otherwise, everybody else, okay. That's Ponscom. <laughs> yes. uh, he knows. Yeah. I remember they used to, you remember they used to sell those shirts? Down I by think, the stadium, I think J.C. Yeah. Corcoran first first time I yeah. ever heard that he said that, and then it got it caught on like wildfire. Right. Yeah. That. yeah. Well, when uh, Mookie Thompson or not Mookie Mookie uh, Mookie Wilson called it a cowtown, and then they oh, bring the cowbells. Yeah. You remember all that? Yeah. Je- Jeff Leonard, I think he said that yeah. too when he was with the Jeffrey Giants. Leonard, yeah. Yeah. He had one flap down, just, right. you know, stuff like that. Oh yeah, and then they brought out them cowbells. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah, see, I, I paid attention as a kid. Um, no, I, yeah, so favorite players as a kid growing up, uh, Keith Hernandez, uh, Willie, Willie McGee. Everybody loves Willie. Loves Vince Coleman. Uh, I loved Whitey Ball up until oh. Whitey quit. And yeah, well, yeah. I've never forgiven Whitey for quitting on the Cardinals. Oh. Uh, I just never have. But, you know, it's not, they stopped spending money. They're clearly trying to sell the team, which they did, you know. Augie passed away. Yeah. And so it just, uh, you know, they brought in Joe Torre. And, you know, at first it was like, oh, God. And then he he did all right. And I don't know what ever happened to him. I don't know. Where, did yeah. Joe Torre ever manage again or anything? Did anybody ever catch <laughs> what he did? I think he's selling concessions at uh, Orioles games or something like that. I, I don't <laughs> Probably. Um, you know, uh, ironically, my son is a huge Yankees fan, and I try not to hold that against him. But um, we get MLB I, TV every year just so he can watch Yankees games. So you're a good dad. I try. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeffrey, uh, we do want to thank you for your time and thank you for yeah. sharing your memories. Um, and uh, do you have any uh engagements coming up, comedy wise, that you'd like to plug? Uh, I got a special engagement uh, this uh, this Saturday, but it's, it's a private engagement. So that'll be my next uh, paid gig. Um, other than that, you know, I'm just, uh, I've been hanging out at Helium a lot. Uh, trying to get, I, I host the open mic last week. Uh, I'm trying to get back in the rotation there. Um, people say they're going to book me on shows. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they do. Uh, I went I out just, ten times. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sometime. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get right on that. Um, I did host, so I do want to brag a little bit. I did host an event for uh, Central VPA uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, that's where the school shooting happened in October. I taught there for twelve years, thirteen years, and so we. Uh, I put a fundraiser on. Will O'Donnell was the headliner, and uh, we made over two thousand dollars. So. There's my comedy win of the, you know, I'll take that for a while. I'll, I'll coast on that for for quite a little bit. I, I would rather do a fundraiser than anything else. I uh, Fundraisers are just, yeah. it, it, you feel like there's a purpose. I mean, there's always a purpose to make people laugh in comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm just making people laugh and they're paying me, okay, it's, it's a job. But when you are actually donating your talents, uh to raise funds or awareness or something like that that's 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 when i get you know a lot more satisfaction out of it 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's my comment. I put the show together. We held it at the Zach Theater over uh, off of Olive, and uh, we sold 80 tickets. Uh, we made good money. Comics uh, had great sets. We had Chad Wallace. We had Will O'Donnell. We had Molly. We uh, Molly Ambergris. We had uh, Emily Zell, and we had Jeremy Helwig. And they, all five of them just killed, and it was a great night. And so we raised a lot of money for Central, cut the check directly to Central. Uh, silent auction money went directly to Central. I didn't keep a dime of it. Uh, I have all the paperwork in this bag here in case everyone, anybody wants to audit me on where the money went. <laughs> but I assure you that nobody besides the school made the money. So, that's yeah, that's my, that's my victory. Um, and then we'll see where it goes from here. I'm sure things will come up. It, you know, I'm not booked constantly, but uh, I get enough to keep me busy. And I don't know if I want to work every weekend, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's a grind. Well, thank you for your time. Thanks, Jeff. Thank Thanks for having for the me. Memories, and we will have you on again sometime. Okay. I'd be uh, happy to talk uh, baseball. I've uh, I've been around. I've been a fan for a long time. Uh, so. Yeah, and if uh, and I'm, I would be down to do the trivia sometimes. So let me know, and uh, we'll see how I do. I don't know how good my memory is, but uh, I'd love to. I'd love to try and answer some. Well, we're gonna see how good our memory is. Uh, Max has put together twenty five questions, and we're gonna look stupid really quick. Here. <laughs> That's true. Well, thank you, oh, Jeff. You, you yeah. have a great day. Thanks, well, Jeff. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Have a good night. All right. We are now going to do trivia. And if you're if you're listening to this on a podcast, after the question is asked, you can pause and see how you do. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can pause and see how you do against me and JJ. Max is our trivia master. Max, tell us how this works. All righty. This is just going to be Jeopardy-style trivia. Um, I think the one rule we are going to do is you can't do two Cub or two Cardinal questions back-to-back. -back. This way, people are doing an equal share of both. But uh, otherwise, we'll just go back and forth. And if one person gets one question wrong, another person can try and answer it. And uh, I'll give hints as needed. But uh, yeah, I think that's going to be the uh, trivia rules. All right. JJ, you want to go first? Well, I tell you what, uh, you're younger. I, I hand it over to you first. Okay. I will take Cubs pitching for 100. Alrighty. Who is the Cubs' all-time leader in strikeouts? This one's pretty easy. Yep, he's the man right over my shoulder, Mr. Ferguson Jenkins. Yep, correct. Oh, even a picture. Look at that. Very yeah, nice. Our, our production budget has gone up. So Man, wow. look out. Very fancy. Fergie. Okay, now do I ask again? Like... Uh, we'll just go back and forth. So, JJ, if you want to take one now. All right, I will take cards hitting for a hundred. Oh wait, I, I, uh, yeah, my bad. All right, here we go. This player is the only player in major league history to hit two grand slams in the same inning. Ah, Fernando Tatis against the Dodgers. Yeah, Fernando Tatis Senior. Yep. Yeah. Chanho Park. Same there picture. <laughs> <laughs> What's the chances of that? I, I watched that game. Yeah, that was I watched. Remember our house in Collinsville, how the upstairs had no air conditioning? Yeah, I watched it yep. up there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll go uh, Cubs hitting for 100. Righty. This former Cub has the most career hit by pitches of any active player. 
Forward I'm, hump is the key word here. I'm going to say it's Anthony Rizzo. Yep. Yes. Very good. There, and there he is getting hit. Look at that. Mm-hmm. That is tech, <laughs> that's technology right there. He has a real shot of finishing uh, number one all time if he plays about six or seven more seasons. He'll he'll definitely get there. He's at like 200 right now. All right. I will go ahead and finish, get this roll going here. We'll do Cardinals pitching for 100. Right. This is the only Cardinals to throw a no-hitter at Bush Stadium. Ooh, the only Cardinal to throw a no-hitter at Bush Stadium. He's done it twice also. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... Uh, a, a good guy, uh, start out as an outfielder, Mr. Bob Forsh. Yep, Bob Forsh. There he is at the World Series. Uh, maybe these are too easy. Well, that's only the hundred, the hundred dollar ones there. Mm-hmm. I will do wild card for three hundred. Oh, look at this guy! Oh, this is a good one. The Major League Comeback Player of the Year award was originally presented by blank. Gillette. No. Okay, do you want to take a stab at this? I will take a stab at it. Uh, comeback of the year was by uh, Ibuprofen. <laughs> no. Um, I'll give you guys a hint. Uh, this is uh, a male health product uh, marketed for people with... Uh, Incontinence, I don't know if that's the word for it. Is oh, uh, milk a mag? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll just go ahead and show you. It was presented by Viagra. I don't know. Oh. Incontinence ping, incontinence is ping. Never mind, but yeah, it was originally presented by Viagra. Oh, I'll be darned. I did not know that. I did not know that either. I didn't know it either. I thought it yeah. was an older award. I thought I didn't know it was a newer award. That's prob- probably just a. Uh... Viagra decided to sponsor an old award at one time. So, wow, that's interesting. All right, JJ, it's your turn. I will do. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw you off here. I'm gonna do Cubs pitching for 300. How about that, huh? Oh, I don't know if you're gonna get this. Name two of the four pitchers through the first combined no hitter in Cubs franchise history. Uh, This happened in the 2021 season, and my hint to you is that. Only one of these players remained on the team after the trade deadline. Drew Smiley? And No, that's not one of them. All right, well, then I'm out then. I don't, yeah, I missed it. Oh, Vince is smiling. Uh, no. Uh, one uh, starter, three relievers. It was a 21 season. 21 season against the Dodgers. And I think it was a blowout, so it wouldn't have been a closer. Um, the pitch there. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, it's probably not right, but Hendrix and Alzalay. No, it was uh, Zach Davies, Andrew Chafin, Ryan Tapera, and Craig Kimbrell. Ah, none of whom were on the team the next season. Yeah, I'll be darned. They walked seven batters, and it was uh, basically none of the relievers knew it was a no hitter until (laughs) the final out. It's a very strange game. Great question. I didn't know it, but great question. All right. 
I'm going to do uh, I, I, I'm going to do wild card for two hundred. This is this is kind of a freebie. Multiple major league players have admitted to peeing on their hands. Name one of them. Moises Alou. Yep. Do we get a picture the, of the three I have oh. here? Or Moises Alou, Kerry Wood, and Jorge Posada, but I'm sure there's more. That was a good choice of a picture there. I thought we were going to see something else for a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say, Moises Alou, too. That was the one I knew that did that. All right, I'm going to do mm -hmm. Cardinals hitting for 200. Where is it? There it is. All right, this player led the Cardinals in hits from 1977 to 1979. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I got two choices in there. I'm going to say Gary Templeton. Yep, Gary Templeton. Oh, yeah. He's also the first good. switch hitter to have 100 hits from both sides of the plate. All in this right, time frame. Gary. Okay, I will do Cubs pitching for 200. All right, who is the last Cub to win an ERA title? Kyle Hendricks. Yep, Kyle Hendricks in 2016. Well, look at those fingers on that pitch. That was, I don't know what he was throwing there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will take uh, Cardinals pitching for 200. This is a very similar question. Who is the last Cardinal to win an ERA title? He did, but there's wow. been somebody since then. Uh, I don't think it's anybody recently. Um, it's been a it's been a little bit, but I'm I'm aware of this player. I've, he played when I was cognizant, I guess. That uh, I'll say he's vastly underrated. I think by the majority of baseball, he had a very good career. Well, it was a very important piece in a lot of championship teams. I mean, just a great guy. Hmm. Well, that's a tough one right there. I know there was one. In a, ah, my gosh, that is a tough one. Uh, John Tudor? No, not that far back. Okay. All right. I didn't get that one then. I'll go with Chris Carpenter. It was Chris Carpenter. Oh, oh, I'm going to get such shame for that one. Oh. Okay, I got it. I got a cardinal question right. I'm pretty hey, hey congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go uh wild card for 100. This is a good one. Uh this spring training legend made appearances for 10 different baseball clubs in one day. They were traded for two hot dogs at one point. <laughs> I have no idea, but this is an awesome question. That is a good question. Can I... AJ, do you know it? Uh, Will Farrell. Yep, it's Will Farrell. Oh, it was for I charity. Forgot. Yep. Here he is he's on in the Cubs. Cubs. Yeah, he's on the Cubs there. All right, I'm going to take Cubs hitting for 200. Ooh, this Cub has the most hits and most managerial wins in franchise history. I'm going to say Cap Anson. Yep, Cap Anson. Cap Anson, all right. Dashing, like the mustache. 
<laughs> I'll do uh, Cubs hitting for 300. All right. There's only one left-handed Cub hitter to ever hit more than 40 home runs in a season. Uh, who is this Cubs hitter? Ah, Left-hander with more than 40 home runs. Uh, I, he's thirty-six. How are you hitting left-hander? The There's only been one season where this has happened. I think he hit forty-two. Mm. Henry Rodriguez? No. Okay. I'll give you a hint. He's in the Hall of Fame. I don't know my righties from my lefties. Oh. I don't yeah. know my righties from my lefties. Uh, Billy Williams? Billy Williams. Oh, yeah. You got it. Sweet swing I, I Billy. I was, I was thinking third baseman. Then I remember one year Rodriguez had a ton of home runs. Because him and Sammy together combined for almost a hundred, and ah, uh, oh my! I will take uh, Cardinals hitting for three hundred. Ooh, this Cardinals hitter smashed five home runs in a doubleheader and induced a four hundred and ten foot flyout caught by Willie Mays, all in the same day. I'm going to say Stan the Man Musial. Yep, Stan Musial. There he is. Ah, Mr. Cardinal right there. Very good picture. All right, I'm going to try to catch JJ with Cubs hitting for 500. Uh-oh, he's going all out here. Hail Mary. Finish the sentence. Tinker to Evers to blank. To chance. There you go. And all three <laughs> Hall of Famers. There they are. Uh, apparently, uh, they didn't like each other too much, but they were. They played good baseball. <laughs> they look like nice guys. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take Cardinals pitching for 300. This pitcher won 30 games. I think he's the last pitcher to ever win 30 games, and he won an MVP, MVP, and led the Gas House Gang to a World Series title. Dizzy Dean. Dizzy Dean. Yep. There he is. Oh yeah. And. I'm going to go Cubs pitching for 500. Who is the pitcher in Cubs history who has the most career home runs? Oh, man. It's going to be someone who pitched a long time. Eh, maybe. I know Russell was a really good hitter. But I don't know if he hit a lot of home runs. And I know um Zambrano was a really good hitter and he had some power. And uh I don't know. I'm gonna say Zambrano. Yeah, you're right. Very good. Oh man, that was a great yeah. He hit twenty four, by the way, in his major league career. Uh, he was scary at that. He was scary. In the, he was scary to run into on the street. He's a scary dude. Big guy. 
I seen him in spring training when he just went to the Marlins and he used to throw long toss. He could throw it almost all the way from the sideline to deep center field. Pretty impressive. I'm going to take wild card for 400. This is a tough one. I don't know if you guys are going to know this one. This Japanese baseball player has hit 868 career home runs in the MPB. I'm going to say Saharo. Wow, yeah, you got him. That's him there and Hank. Yeah, him and Hammer and Hank. How about that? I'm going to do wild card for 500. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good one. Two players have played at least one game for every NL Central team. Name one of them. Okay. Um, is, is, okay. Um, give me a moment to think of, on this. Um, uh, this does not include the Houston Astros. I'll add, this is our current five-team division. Okay. Okay. Um. Hmm. Is it a home? Oh my gosh. Uh you know, uh I can't think of anybody that fits that criteria. So I I, I hadn't heard I, of either of these players. Okay, well <laughs> good. <laughs> You guys might have, though. I'm not sure. It's a great question. Mm. I can't think of no one, though. I just guess random player. I I, I can't think of someone who's... Right now, uh, I, I can't even think of anyone who's played for the Cubs and the Cardinals. It's Ryan Terrio? Like Contreras. <laughs> I, well, I'm, yeah, but he hasn't... I, Ryan Terrio, but I don't think he played for all the teams, so that's... Mm, no, that's, he didn't. I was going to think of a bullpen guy, you know, they usually last a long time and sometimes go unnoticed, but I couldn't think of a single bullpen guy that pitched for three of the five teams. My first guess would be like, uh, I don't know, Edwin Jackson, who just pitched forever for like 30 yeah. different teams. Yeah. Somehow he's not one of these players. Oh. <laughs> All right. I don't think either of you are going to get this. Uh, no. It was Caesar, is Turris, and Ted Savage. They're the Ted, I, Ted Savage. We just talked about him. I didn't yeah. realize he played for everybody. That'd be darn. And I think as Torres was a shortstop. I think. Yeah, he he played. Yeah. Was it last year, two years ago for the Cubs? I played. He was there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying bags. All right. Well, I tell you what. I'm going to take Cardinals pitching for four hundred. Ooh, which year did Bob Gibson set the single-season ERA record? 1968. 1968. And maybe these, uh, these were too easy. No, no, no. Some <laughs> of them, I haven't, I'm just taking guesses on some. That one I did happen to know. Oh, yeah. A 1.18, I believe it was that year. 1.12. Oh, okay. I've seen both. I Something weird with how baseball reference has it, but uh, absolutely dominant season. He loved leaving strikeouts and strikeouts per nine, just... Absolutely they lowered, crazy. They lowered the mound after that, too. Mm -hmm. I don't he, think we'll was, ever see a pitching season like that again. He was just lucky. His whole career was just <laughs> lucky. Oh, what are you talking about? All right, I'll do uh I'll do Cubs hitting for 400. Ooh, this Cubs batter 
best home run of the 2022 season off of Corbin Burns. That's your favorite player, Nico Horner. Nico Horner, yep. Oh, I would have never got that one. Very good. Oh, we didn't get to see the picture of him. And there he is in his, oh, uh, all his majesty. <laughs> like he's dancing. <laughs> dancing with the stars. All right. I'm going to take uh, Cardinals hitting for 400. Ooh, this Cardinals hitter hit zero seasons during the 1987 season, yet still finished second in MVP voting. Oh, that would be Ozzie Smith. Yep. To, to Andre Dawson. Ah, oh, doing the flip. All right. Yeah, to Andre. That's the year Andre Dawson won the MVP and uh, deserved it. I'm going to do cards hitting for 500. Whoa, look at it, this. I don't let's let's see if you can get this name. Two of the four hitters went back to back to back to back off of Kyle Gibson this past season. Oh um Goldschmidt and Ariato. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, Arenado. Goldschmidt was not a part of this. Okay. Uh Nolan Gorman. Yep, that's one of them. And Dil, uh, Dylan Carlson. Was it Dylan? Yep. Can you guys name the last person? Was it perhaps Paul DeYoung? No, it was Juan Yepes, but you did get two of them. All right. Funny enough, I remember exactly where I was. I actually watched this game live. I was at a Dewey's in Kirkwood. They had the game on the TV, and I was watching it as I, I love baseball. And just... <laughs> Back to back to back to back. I couldn't believe it. I, I've never seen. I've barely seen the Cardinals go three home runs consecutively. I've never seen four before by the Cardinals. Yeah, that was something else. Yep. All right, I'm going to take Cardinals pitching for 500. I'm officially knocked out of this now. Yeah. <laughs> In 2021, this pitcher hit the only home run by a Cardinals pitcher that season. 2021. Yep. The last year before the DH. Uh, who would have done that? Oh, man. Wasn't Flaherty. He didn't play enough. I would have thought, uh, you know, Adam Wainwright's a pretty good hitter. I'm going to say Adam Wainwright. Eh, no. See, I didn't um, think it was this guy because he was injured. I think a decent amount of it. It might have been, or uh, was. I, I'm not sure actually. I'm not going to say anything else. I'll say Michaelis. No, it was actually Jack Flaherty. Jack ah. Flaherty. If ah. his first and only career home run so far. <laughs> well, I didn't get that. I didn't remember that one. Okay, I will polish off the board with Cubs pitching for 400. Who is the Cubs' all-time leader in saves? Um, Lee Smith. Yep, Lee Smith. Lee Smith, yeah. The great Lee Smith. Well, JJ, I would like to say great game, but I am a poor loser. <laughs> so, man, I am steaming. I tell you what, I loved it. There were some very tough questions on there, some that made me think. And uh, I'm telling you what, Max, you did a great job. I love the board. And Vince, way to bring it up. And the pictures, I was blown away. That was really cool. 
we'll do we'll do Thank this you. again. I, uh, I, 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 I had it. a lot of fun. It's fun to come up with all the trivia questions. And uh, maybe next time we do this, if Jeff's a, a good boy, we'll let Jeff do join in. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Well, Max, thank you for your time. Thanks, Max. And we will see you in a couple of weeks when you and Brody will break down high A and low A minor league baseball. Yep. And I think that'll be when spring training starts up. I think the first game for the Cubs is the 25th. So maybe we'll have some more stuff to talk about. Maybe we won't. I'm not sure. We'll find out. All righty. Well, take it easy. Thanks, Max. Yes, have a good night. All right. Okay. Well, that's that segment. And now we're going to jump around to opening up our baseball oh, card. Oh, yeah. A lot of editing here. So. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. This has been a packed, power packed episode tonight. Well, I actually, uh, mine is sponsored. My buddy Thomas Jay brought me down a pack of cards, 2020 tops. There he is with Bryce Harper on the front. So I'll be opening those tonight. Wow. Well, I have. 2021 Tops Heritage with uh, this cartoon man who is pulling a baseball out of his ear, which is really cool. <laughs> the old baseball of the year trick. Yes. Let's see here. I'm getting all my cards in the same direction. That's always what a must. You want to go first, Vince? Um, no. Oh, you're over there. Okay, I will go first. I have a Minnesota... Ooh, the... the uh, what year is this 2020? Yeah, these are nice picture cards. Uh, first one, Minnesota twin, Rich Hill. There he is. Ooh. Rich Hill. He kind of bounces around with a lot of teams. Yeah. Yeah. He's been pitching since 1974. <laughs> That's right. Oh, this must be. It's got some small right. Uh it says home run dirt uh glory. This is a throwback card of uh Eric the Red. Eric ah. Yes. Yeah. When I think of him, of course, I always think of the Reds, but he did play for the Cardinals a little bit. Oh, this guy. I like him. Uh, he was in our bullpen for a while, but he's made his big name out there with the Dodgers. Joe Kelly. Nah. Joe Kelly. I love Joe Kelly. I used to call him the accountant, you know, because he had the glasses oh. on. Yes. Yeah. His bobblehead is him standing at, for the national anthem, and he would wait until all the other team went in and him and another guy played chicken one time, and the umpires got mad and yelled at both of the guys. <laughs> so, um, oh, here you go. Chicago Cub great, Javi Baez. That's right. Hey. The, yeah, there he is. About to club a ball there. Or strikeout. Yes. Uh, this is uh, Kansas City Royal, Mike Montgomery. There's a Royal mm, player. Good career. Yes, very nice career. I tell you Close what, down I, game seven of the World Series for the Cubs. This is Oakland A. We were talking about the A's Sepetis from the A's. Right there. Looks like the home run derby in the All-Star game. He's got a special uh jersey on right there. And uh let's see. Oh, a 1960s decade best. They had a decade's best of the 60s. Roberto Clemente. Right oh. there. Yeah, very good. I like those nice best card. Yeah, those best jerseys they used to have, the, the those guys. Um, oh, this is a, a unique one, a special card. Bo Bichette, who just signed a contract today, an extension with the Blue Jays. So there he is. 
I tell you what, that's a pretty good organization. And they look, they could be, uh, oh, last year, the uh, Atlanta Brave, Cal Wright. Mm. There he is, coming off the mound. We have, uh, back when he was with the Nationals, Max Scherzer. There you go. There you go, Max. And, uh, oh, this guy just signed with Kansas City Royals, Chapman. Yeah. Yeah, big part of that Cub World Series year. And uh, the last one I have, this guy was with the Rangers when we won the World Series in 2011. Let me get that right there. Uh, Derek Holland. And there he is with the Pirates. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a long career. He's had a nice, yeah. He's been around a while. And that's my pack, Vince. Okay, well, I've got the... Uh, 2021 uh, Hops Heritage. It's oh, yeah. an expanded pack, so I've got a few more cards. Very good. Very um, good. Oh, former Cardinal, now with the Nationals, Lane Thomas. Oh, yes. They thought he was going to be, he was like our fourth outfielder. Yeah. Oh, and look at this guy. Fernando Tatis Jr. I don't know what happened to him. He's uh, yeah. just suddenly gone. What happened to it? I don't know. It's, it looks like the 1971 cards. Very nice. And uh, this player uh, has become a rich person after spending one year with the Mets, Chris Bassett. Oh, yes. I think he's with the Jays now. Jays, is that who he signed with? He was with the Mets. I'm not sure who he went to. <laughs> oh, the one year we had Steven Souza Jr., Gave him a chance, and he just didn't have it anymore. Oh, international superstar Shohei Otani. Yes. Future Chicago Cub. Yes. <laughs> uh, for the Rockies, Kevin Pillar. Oh, yeah. And I've got 2021 rookie stats, uh, rookie stars. It is Evan White from the Mariners. And Dylan Carlson for the Cardinals. Hey, Dylan Carlson. I hope he and, I, he's a blue chipper. I think he he's got a he's got a chance to be really good. I love it that this guy is finally going home to finish up his career. Andrew McCutcheon, back where he belongs. Yes, and I mean that in a good way. Not you're banished to the Pirates. He's oh, a great yeah. pirate. He's a great pirate. Yeah, when they were good too. Yeah. Um, for the Diamondbacks, when you play with the Diamondback, Eduardo Escobar, or as I like to call him, Mr. Ice Cream Bar. <laughs> well, look at this. New age performers, Dylan Carlson. There it's the is. Dylan Carlson back. You got a turtleneck there. Must be cold. Boyhood photos of the stars. Matt Olson when he was a boy. I'll be darned. How yeah. cool is that? Atlanta Brave. One of the best arms in the Royals rotation, Brad Keller. Okay. Another boyhood photos of the star, we have Chris Bubick for the Royals. Hmm. Ooh, former All-Star pitcher, pitched in the World Series this year, Aaron Nola. Oh, yes. Yes. Bases brother, uh, Austin Nola. That's right. Oh, uh, Kansas City Royals went to the Braves, and now I think he's with the Marlins, former Cub, 
Jorge Soler. Oh, yes. Five home runs for the Royals. Hope he finds that again. For the Giants, Wilmer Flores. Padre. Taylor Williams, the man with two last names. <laughs> Don't trust him. Uh, 2021 rookie stars for the Yankees. We have pitcher uh, Albert Albreu, pitcher Miguel Yangur, and uh, pitcher Nick Nelson. I can say Nick Nelson, can't I? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you had that card, not me. Uh, this guy's pretty good and very rich. Mookie Betts for the Dodgers. Mookie Betts. I think he's going to play second base for the World Baseball Classic, the, the, the Americans. Hmm, that's interesting. And for the Orioles, we have Austin Hayes. Very good. Well, JJ, that's our show. Next week, we're going to be a little more excited, a little more bouncing our step because pitchers and catchers will have reported. Oh, it's finally here. Yes. yes. And we're. I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to pop open a, a nice big bottle of Diet Pepsi and enjoy it. So. You know how to party. Yes, yes, I do. So <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us. We do want to thank our guest, Jeffrey Phipps. We thank Maxwell for uh, contributing again. And you all have a great one. And we will see you next week. Bye. Mm -hmm.